Welcome to another episode of the CSA Horizons broadcast series. My name is Sandra Scott and I serve as the Executive Officer for International Partnerships and Service with CSA, known internationally as ACSI Australia. Today, I'm very happy to be conversing with Katrina Wansborough, the Principal of St Andrews Christian College in Melbourne, Victoria about the mission and service culture at St Andrews. So I want our listeners to hear more about her team's very intentional Global Horizons program. A warm welcome to you, Katrina. Thank you, Sandra. It's a privilege to chat with you today. (laughs) Can I just say that our program for mission service learning is only emerging and, uh, and we have learnt from many other schools over the years. Yes. Well, it is, as you say, really good to be able to share with one another because uh, you would know the ACSI logo is stronger together yeah. and we are, aren't we? That's right. Um, well, I've met you many times over the past decade and I'm always inspired by your unswerving commitment to education that is Christ-centred and outward-looking. Um, There's that old saying that Christian education doesn't naturally happen, it naturally unhappens, which implies that mission (laughs) drift is a a real issue. Mm. Uh, So I'm sure our listeners will enjoy this conversation and hopefully glean some ideas and inspiration for future conversations of their own. So, Katrina, um, let's just kick off with um, by just thinking about a saying Parker Palmer said, teachers teach who they are. Mm. So perhaps we could start by hearing a little bit about who you are and I'm wondering how your own global horizons have expanded over the years and why is this important to you as a follower of Christ? Mm. My husband and I have had extraordinary opportunities living overseas, doing various development work with communities in the Solomon Islands, in Botswana and Tanzania And um, my husband worked as an engineer and I worked as an educator in various settings, um, but also involved in community development work, uh, including a radio program for women in in downtown Gizo in the Solomon Islands. But um, my love for Christian education and training people has also taken me overseas to encourage others. And more, impor- and more importantly, to learn from them in the, all the different various cultures, including Pakistan. Wow, yes. And the skills you gain when living in a developing country uh, are diverse. And for me, they were life-changing. You do things that, that you would never have the opportunity of doing back in Australia. And spiritually, uh, my experiences taught me to lean into God because often I ended up doing things I was not trained to do or really capable of doing except through God's strength and empowering. And I believe Mm. that doing things beyond our capabilities not only teaches us new skills and builds resilience, but more importantly, it it helps us to to trust in God. And um, that's what I would love for our students and staff. Yeah, I can see that already just by listening to you talk about your own passion that you want to share that with your students. You are a school with a reputation for academic rigour and we all know academic excellence is important. 
But on your school's website, you advertise an education that delivers more than just good results. What is the hope and purpose you refer to and why are academic results not enough? All schools have great programs, Sandra. There's there's something good going on in every school. But I think when you cut down to the core of things, people, students need a purpose in life other than themselves. There is so much despair in people's lives everywhere. And and we all know as educators that you can't learn well if if you are struggling emotionally, if home life is difficult or, or life seems too hard in some way. Christ gives us hope. We can always have that that hope in him, whatever happens, whatever we are dealt with in life, in the midst of despair and the mess that life often brings, we can have hope and a hope and purpose that only Jesus can bring to our lives. So for Christian schools, we have a deeper reason for existence besides being good schools uh, with great results. We teach students about God's love and his plan in how we can live a full and purposeful life. And, and that is in how to, how to love God, to, to know his love for us and how to love God and love others in the way that God made all of us. And all of us are different with our varying talents and personalities and backgrounds and experiences. Mm, um, yeah. our, our aim as Christian schools is to be uh, excellent educators and be community well, be communities that care, of course, but importantly show how we do life as a school on a daily basis, not only in the good times, but especially in the bad and ugly moments in life. If we are an authentic Christian community, we should be displaying how we respond and give glory to God in failure and in difficult times. And Sandra, after 18 years of being a principal at two different Christian schools, I'm still learning how to do this <laughs> and acknowledge that I can only lead uh, each day in his strength and, and his daily grace. Yeah. So um, you talk about a service mindset and a missional mindset, and I can see just uh, from what you're saying that uh, you believe school is a place where these things can be practised and can happen. Um, but sometimes the words service and mission uh, just become interchangeable words on a page, mm. uh, perhaps in the way that uh, Sunday school children know that the answer to every question is Jesus. <laughs> um, we, if we use yes. the words mission and service in our in our school documents, then suddenly <laughs> it means uh, that it's all happening. Yeah. Um, how would you define those terms? Do you separate them? Yes. Um, well, first you can't go wrong with Jesus being the answer <laughs> to every question, no, can you? That's right. Um, yeah, it, it's... Often and and for even Christian families in schools and our children can know the answers and know it in their head, but it's when it's in their heart and uh, when it's in their heart, then it comes out in their actions and, and and words. So it's really developing that that head, heart, hands learning. But um, Colossians three twenty three, I love this. Whatever you do, 
whatever you do. <laughs> and again, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So God gives us skills and talents and opportunities and resources, not for our own benefit, but for others. So even as 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 a Christian, or even if you were not a Christian and wanted to serve others, and many do so beautifully, um, and be generous and help others, the mental health and well-being of these people is is much rosier because they are taking their eyes off their own situation, their own problems for a while, and thinking about someone else. Mm. And in the end, we all want to look good. We all want to feel good about ourselves. But if that is the only reason we serve and do things for others, we won't last because the world often doesn't give back what we deserve or think should we deserve or should be returned to mm. us in mm. all the good things mm. we do. And so so it drills down to that heart. It drills down to our attitude and, and purpose of why we do things. And we want our staff and students not to just tick tick the box on the on the curriculum, but we want our staff and students to not think of service as another thing to tick off in the curriculum planner, but to develop a, a default, uh, a mindset of, you know, in our love for God and love for others, we serve to be a light for Jesus. And yeah, um, yeah. someone once said, I, I'm not sure who it was, but we are not saved by our good works or by serving. We are saved for serving. So Yes, well, yeah. I, I want to ask you more about your Global Horizons program because I know you're very intentional about that um, and you talk about knowing God and loving God and serving God. And I'm sure all Christian schools aspire to these things. But how do you actually go about building the culture where teachers are actively adopting that missional mindset? And as you say, it becomes the default position mm. uh, that mission and service are incorporated into everything that you do. Yeah. I wish I wish I could show the listeners the Venn diagram in your Global Horizons program um, because it shows so clearly um, what you're on about, but perhaps you could give some tips to listeners about, you know, how do you start to develop this culture? Yeah, and uh, that's where it comes from. I think it, it's a, a whole school culture and, and takes many years and it, it's really difficult in in the school setting. Um, staff are changing. Um, everyone is busy. You know, our, our teachers are, are too busy. The, the admin, the requirements, the, the pastoral care that's required now of teachers is, is just extraordinary. So, you know, we can, we acknowledge we can only do this in, in, in God and his, um, through the, the Holy Spirit's guidance each, each day. And we do, we, we serve automatically from, with our love for God and, and love for others, but it's being intentional. And um, if we want anything to last, we need to be intentional. And um, so it it, um, it starts with having an idea with a, a program of, of getting people on board. And um, we did the Global Horizons program is still really a, dra a draft program and it's now become our actually our mission our mission service learning program. But we we went through all that with staff in a, in a solid way and and worked out what we can do, 
but new staff are taken through this as well um, when when they commence at the school and the idea of the, the head, heart, hands approach in, in their programming. And it, it's, it's trying to understand, um, we, we want students to think, how can I, and, and staff to first of all think, how can I glorify God with the knowledge and skills I've learned? Okay, so that's the head, heart. And, and then to think, well, I've learned that. What, what can I now do? How can I serve with what I've learned? You know, and so that's the outworking, that the hands learning. So yes. a good example of that was um, um, of, of using what was learned in the classroom and then um, using that as um, from what was learned as service is when our students in year nine were learning how to write biographies. And a group of students were chosen to partner with a, a few selected people in the local nursing home. And so they, they got to know them and learnt their life story and took notes and developed a friendship with them. And uh, then the students wrote their biography and later presented it to them. So um, it, it developed commu- re- relationships, community. That's, that's what service does. It, mm, it, uh, it, students build their confidence. Uh, um, many just couldn't had difficulty talking with with older people before but um so ideally this process needs to be written down and be intentional be um, a part of the teachers programming that is the goal we're working toward um and but currently our mission service learning program is run through our pastoral homeroom classes I was going to ask you about, uh, I think you have a new um, staff, well, it might not be a new staff member, but you have a new role, mission service learning mm-hmm. coordinator on your staff. And I, I know that schools are coming up with some very interesting titles and role descriptions these days, but I haven't actually heard of that title before. Um what does a mission service learning coordinator do and why have you appointed that person? Okay. If um, you want to be intentional about something in a school, it's got to be reflected in your budget and your staffing and, and um, the time that you give in professional development. Uh, um, so, yeah, um, we have a, a mission service learning coordinator and he commenced in 2019, and he um, helps promote our mission service learning program and helps staff and students with various service opportunities in the in the community and, and beyond. Uh, last year during COVID, he organised for, for some staff and students to help a community food program where we dropped off food and, and care packages to struggling families. We um, I was going to... I was going to say, are these things taught or caught? Um, you know, this whole missional mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, keep going though. But um, yeah, you know, I guess you're saying it has to be intentionally a bit of both. You're a role model, and it's also part of your intentional curriculum and and how you plan your school school programs. Yeah, I think it's both. It's caught and taught. We've got to practice. We've got to be intentional. Um, service is, needs to be intentional, but it, it also needs to be on the moment of you feel prodded by the Holy Spirit to do something and you, you just, you just do it. But we, 
um, I think a, a good way of, of commencing that mindset, that understanding of service is actually doing it. And a lot of students, a lot of us don't um, understand or once we do something for someone else, I mean, you do feel better, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and because you've cheered them up, you've you've blessed them in some way, whether you've made a meal or just a phone call, and it's just encouraging everyone, whether they're a student or staff member, to step out of their own sphere, to think of someone else, and and do it. And the more you do it, the more practice you get. The, it, it does mm-hmm. become. Um, a way of thinking. Some people have this naturally. Some people are more empathetic and can think of others, uh, are very thoughtful. And for others, it, um, it it's a harder process. But um, we all need to re- respond to the way that God wants to use us each day, wherever we are. Yes. Isn't, isn't it interesting you mentioned in your uh, uh, Global Horizons program that um, the an AIS document, The Future of Schooling in Australia uh, from 2018, where CEOs all over Australia uh, described their preferred future employees. And mm. there was a whole list, but one of those attributes was the ability to engage as local and global citizens. Um, and so it's very interesting, isn't it, that what you're doing and what Christian schools aspire to do uh, fits very closely with what employers are, are looking for um, in in young people and young employees. Um, I see that you've also got a dedicated student leader position mm-hmm. around mission service learning. Can can you tell us a bit about about that? Is that an actual uh, role that so, our students are playing in your school? Yes. Um, did you do you want me to go? What you previously just said about. Mm-hmm. Um, fitting in with a, the future of schooling document um, in wanting to be global <laughs> citizens. Yes. Speak a bit more about that. Yeah. That would be great. Um, look, we all all do the same thing, but with, with uh, our objectives in, in schools, but we all want our, our students to be um, great global citizens. But the reason that we want our, our students to be um, global citizens is is different, and and that is reflected um, in our mission service learning program, which um, is pretty basic. It is learning for the benefit of co- of God's kingdom, and we outwork this by by serving locally within the community, nationally, and overseas. So, um, for us as as Christians, this is based on Acts one eight, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, so how that fits in with, with service and, and what we're teaching our students, it means that the younger students do service activities together in their home rooms, uh, in their classes, based around their family, their class. You know, that's their Jerusalem. And as students progress, they do service programs in the college and then in the community and then in other schools in the state. That's our Judea. And then we also offer overseas opportunities for students in years 9, 10, 11. And for them, um, that perhaps can be seem the uh, end of the earth, places at the end of the earth. So, um, but also as a Christian school, we are, 
we need to recognise we are a global society and we need our youth to be cognisant of local and global issues and they need a safe place to be able to to debate their different views, especially when they're different to our view, our biblical worldview. But but we can also then input into them. We can also discuss God's view of these issues and hopefully how we can be good stewards um, and make a difference in the world for Christ. Yes. So I know uh, it's been pretty tough in Melbourne uh, lately with the pandemic and lockdowns. Have you been able to maintain... Uh, that sort of global perspective and global mindset through all of this has it has it even been uh, enhanced perhaps some of the things that you've been able to uh, work with the students on just wondering mm, about that yeah no <laughs> it, it actually has forced us to become more locally orientated um mm. you know what how we can um, assist different churches in in their food programs in in their um um, a school in Dandenong that has mainly refugee students, some a class running uh, a tabloid sports day. So it's actually forced us to to look more locally. Um, mm-hmm. At at the beginning of last year, we had a group of um, older students, and we got in the the school bus, and we we travelled to a, another school that really um, had suffered through the bushfires, and and just just. Wow. Help them for a couple of days and ran programs. So it's 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 um yeah and and when you see the the fruit the benefit for those students in stepping out, it's scary. It's scary, but you step out in, in mm. and we teach them. You know we can do this in God's strength, and um and they realise that they can. <laughs> Trusting God, it, it becomes re- their faith mm. becomes more real, and their confidence um, in their own skills and and the skills that they develop too mm. are amazing. So it's it's not only linking uh, the the curriculum with the service; it's it's actually faith formation as well. You're saying, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, just coming back to the student leader position, yeah. uh, is that happening? This year, yes, yes. What what mm-hmm. do the student leaders do? Well, um, they help lead others in uh, in running events at school or in the community, and talk with students about mission service learning and encourage them about the value of serving, and and going on our overseas mission learning programs, which we uh, had to cancel them last year, and we yeah. haven't. Um, no trips going overseas this year. But um, our mission service learning captain also came to our staff PD day at the beginning of the year to talk to staff about the value of mm. mission service learning. Excuse me. Wow. From a, a student's perspective and, and how service and how going to the Solomon Islands helped her in her growth as a Christian and her, her confidence as a leader. So, what a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, finally, Katrina, as we need to wrap up this really interesting conversation, <laughs> what would you say to listeners who, who might be considering in their own school context, you know, yeah, we really do need to integrate that mission and service focus, that mindset of reaching out to others into our student cohort, Um 
What would you say to people who are aspiring to their own schools, being richer in hope and in purpose? Have you got some final tips for people to consider? I think it comes back to the why. Um, unless we've got that right, um, the programs won't be authentic and real. So keep focused on the why and think, well, why does your school exist? Why do you teach? Why Why do our students learn? Why do we serve? What is the purpose of life? And um, And the answer is always... <laughs> Jesus. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. Katrina, thank you so much for sharing today about what your school is doing. I mean, we all know that uh, that all our documents and our, our school projects are, are, are works in progress. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it's just great to have you share because uh, if we all waited until we were perfect in every way to share what we do, then yeah. nothing would ever happen, would it? And That's right. We, we can bounce off of one another. So um, it's been really great to have you. Um, my guest today has been Katrina Wansborough, Principal of St Andrews Christian College in Melbourne, Victoria. Um, Katrina, your passion for flourishing Christian schools is contagious and I'm sure this podcast will spark new conversations around education that is rich in hope and purpose and, and considers the why of what we do. And also I want to thank you, thank you. for generously offering uh, to share your Global Horizons program with the wider CSA community, and you have done that before. Um, and if listeners want to want to have a look at that, they can contact you at St Andrews, obviously, um, or they can contact uh, me, Sandra Scott, at CSA, or look on the CSA website where your document is a resource there as well. Thank you. So, Thank you so much and goodbye for now. Bye, Sandra. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Thank you.